Hello. I'm Caitlin. I'm just a bookish babe. And I'm Michelle from the Unfinished Bookshelf. Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope you had a lovely weekend. Yes. And I hope we did as well because right now, obviously, (laughs) it is before Christmas. It's actually Christmas Eve Eve. Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah. I love saying Christmas Eve Eve. And I don't think I would say that if it wasn't for Phoebe in Friends. Yes, I do love that gift that you put up on our Twitter today. Yeah, it's so cute. I have no idea when that's from, like season three or season four or something. I saw this thing on Facebook the other day that was, um, it was a thing and it just said, Friends Christmas episodes, and it was like season one, episode nine, season two, episode ten. So it like gave you the list. We could have done with that for our last one. I know. And we could have said which episodes and we could I have did. watched them beforehand. I know. I'm, I may still watch them over the Christmas weekend because I bloody love Friends. Um, but I did I did say that I like to watch the Christmas episodes of shows. Yeah, I think yeah. that's good. Um, so not that much has happened this week, although um, it was a pretty sad news week for me, um, just with some horrible stuff going on in our town, which was pretty yucky. Mm. But our week was made by someone really lovely on Twitter who we want to give like a little shout out to. Yeah, because you just made our day. Honestly, like as this tweet conversation was happening, I like messaged Caitlin and I was like, people talking to us. And not just like, we appreciate everyone who said nice things about better words and and we thank you for that but like it makes our day even more when you like point out a lot if you relate to something particular that we've said and in this case he was like it proves that you've listened (laughs) so like evidence in in this case he was talking about the babysitters club club which Caitlin talked about on our last episode yeah and um it was just so nice to to chat to people and he'd been listening from the start which we just we adore all you people who joined us right at the start and have been listening and we love you all. But this just made our day. So I thought you were going to do it, Caitlin. You oh, dumped me in it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so shout out to Pewter Wolf is your Twitter handle. At the moment, your name is Andrew Deck the Hall with a little Christmas tree. Which we think is very cute. Very cute, yes. Yeah. So you totally made our Friday. We were both accidentally replying to you. <laughs> at, at the same what, time. At what was about... Just before seven AM, yeah, yeah, in Australia. In Australia. So, and then yeah. we didn't realize we were both replying, and so I think the conversation got a little bit weird because yeah. we were both replying from our joint accounts at happened. the same time. Yeah, this is what happens when we both manage <laughs> social media. But um, yeah, so you really made our day. Thank yeah. you for listening, and thank you everybody else for listening yes. as well. Thank and you. if you are like, tweet us because you might get a shout out. And also, um, like he was saying, he'd go back through old episodes. If you are, tweet us about stuff we said back then too. Like we probably don't remember it anymore, but we'd love to talk about it. Like, yeah, you might seriously. Spark our memory. Yeah, don't just think. I mean, I do that with all my favorite podcasts as well. I don't know how many times I tweeted like Jules von Hepp and Sarah Powell about something they said like six months before oh, on God. their podcast. I was tweeting like the Oh Witch Please account about things those girls said about two years ago. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. forgive me, but I was like, this is my opinion on what you said about Prisoner of Azkaban. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we love that. What yeah. else have you been doing? Well, obviously, Christmas isn't included in this episode because it hasn't happened yet. It has not happened yet. But do you know what I did this morning? No, I watched. That's why I asked? Yes, <laughs> I know. I'm telling you. Do you know what I did? Take a guess. No, I watched, watched Friends Arthur Christmas with my younger <gasps> Yay! brother. You finally watched it. What do you think? It was very cute. It is cute. Hey, yeah. 
it's sweet. It's a nice Christmas movie. It was a nice Christmas movie. It was really funny though because we were watching it. Um, I just watched it with my brother. And um, I feel like every time I mention a story about watching something with my brother, I have to explain it to my dad. But um, my dad came in and he goes, is that Hugh Laurie? About like the voice of oh. um, the, one of the characters. And I was like, yep. And I was like, and one of them's James McAvoy, Bill Nye, um, Jim Broadbent. I was like, great. It great, is such a good cast. Good cast, yeah. Mm. It was very funny because when I said that it was Bill Nye, he plays um, the, the Grand Santa like the granddad yeah, Santa, right. it's Bill Nye. And Harry oh. was like, oh, yeah, duh, listen to his voice. Of course it's Bill Nye. And I was like, I was just filling in, Dad. It's okay. <laughs> but, yes, a very cute movie. Yeah. So I have watched it now, Michelle. Um, I'm trying to up my Christmas movie game this year. You know what's terrible? I think I mentioned on the last episode that I just started watching Sleepless in Seattle. Um, still haven't finished it. <laughs> as at Saturday, probably will have by this airs, by the time this airs. Um, it's just been one of those weeks where we've been like really tired and we've had something like we've had like Christmas dinners and yeah. stuff every single night. It's a busy and, time of year. And we haven't had time to stop and watch it. And then every time we do, like we started watching it in bed last night on my phone and then we both started falling asleep. Yeah. So I'm loving this movie. No indication of how I feel about the movie. I'm just an exhausted, like, What's that mean? Like the permanently exhausted pigeon. That's me. Yeah. Like I just can't. I just think I watched Sleepless in Seattle for the first time early this year because it was on Netflix and I had never seen it. And I enjoyed it. I just think it's a weird movie. It's like because Sleepless in Seattle is one of those like. Is it weird it's because it's iconic. Old, like no, because a lot of the so. things don't make sense anymore because now you wouldn't call into a dating show. It'd be like something online and. No, I just no, think no, it's, that it's, aspect yeah. of it wasn't weird. What I thought, I don't know. Um, it's I just I don't know if I was expecting a better movie or I don't know something that would really blow me away or something because it's like this iconic rom com: Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, sleeps in Seattle, top of the Empire State Building. You know, yeah, like I think it's gorgeous. Don't tell me the ending because I don't know what happens yet. So, oh yeah, I mean, I'm assuming they get together because it's a rom point of a rom com. Yeah. But I'm enjoying. I don't know. It. it might be worth another watch because I'm loving Meg Ryan. I love Meg this. Ryan and young Tom Hanks. Like I love Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's so young. So yeah. young in this movie. I know. Yeah, I love. Um, isn't I'm. Shoot, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of the right movie still. But um, Tom Hanks is like with his son or whatever. Yeah, because his and, son's um, the one and that they calls live on like up. a houseboat. Yeah, or, something. or yeah, like so on a cute. wharf or something. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. That's um, cute. And I just started reading for Christmas. I'm reading um, "I'll Be Home for Christmas," the short story anthology actually sent to me by my lovely friend Jasmine in the UK, um, like for Christmas last year. But I. Think, no, I think it arrived before. I can't remember why I didn't read didn't. it last year. Anyway, um, right. you're reading it now and that's yeah. what counts. So it's UK YA authors, which is lovely, but it's about the idea of home and Christmas and it's for a charity which helps homeless and at-risk people and young people and stuff like that. So I'll, some of the stories really centre on the idea that not everyone has a happy Christmas and not everyone has 
a home necessarily to go to like the first poem is about someone and it starts like the poem's really lovely it starts with like you know this is where we used to find Christmas cheer and stuff like that and then it explains how he became homeless and that like this is the first time he's gonna have a Christmas again where he feels some sort of love so I mean I'm only I'm only up to at the moment as we speak I'm only up to like I've read the poem and I'm in the first story which is by Non Pratt and I'm really enjoying it because I loved her book Trouble but um yeah it's just it's obviously like a quite a diverse range of not just like happy fun family christmas stories like yeah. acknowledging that christmas is not Different necessarily yeah and it's not necessarily always good for everyone either yeah. so um i think i think that's going to be really enjoyable and um hopefully i can just take a bite sized pieces of that and um, yeah, tomorrow, good. Sunday, Christmas Eve, we are going to Great Keppel Island with some friends, which will be really fun. Yeah, that'll be so much like fun. Because it's like a gazillion degrees here at the moment. Yes, swim in that beautiful <laughs> water oh, on Great Oh, the water Keppel. off Great Keppel is like oh, it's crystal so clear. It's yeah. so beautiful. To give um, everyone an idea where we live, Great Keppel Island is about where the Great Barrier Reef starts. It's the southern Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, yeah. so... It's just gorgeous. It's so pretty. Just to sum it up, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, no, my Christmas Eve tomorrow will hopefully consist of um, some of our family traditions. I would really like to make gingerbread. I don't know if I'll do that this afternoon or tomorrow at some point, but I would really like to make gingerbread because I just love gingerbread. You know what I did this week? Sorry, what? just like a personal achievement. You're just that really I need interrupting to... me, but that's okay. Go on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's on the same topic of cooking. Okay. I finally cooked um a cake that I've been meaning to cook for ages out of Annabelle Crabbe's book special delivery which was my Christmas present from my dad last year and I was like yeah I'm gonna cook a new recipe every single month guess how that turned out this is make it your resolution for next year this is the second recipe I've cooked from this book so clearly I gave up in February um but I finally cooked a cake it's the first time I've cooked a cake from scratch since probably like grade 12 home ec and it was an orange um orange and blueberry cake with a uh, lady gray syrup so the lady oh, gray tea syrup wow. and it was so delicious and I actually did it and I didn't burn the house down and I actually made a cake oh, from scratch that's so nice. I did make one small mistake where I misread the bit where it said just put the egg yolks in and I put the whites by accident and then I couldn't do the bit with the whites after but you were meant to add the whites in later anyway I just so skipped a skip so it probably wasn't like you meant to make a bit of you meant to put the yolk in the main mixture then make a bit of a meringue yeah, with the whites and then fold it through and, and didn't I, do I didn't do that but it was still really nice okay. it's probably a bit denser than I think it would have been otherwise yeah so I'll just have to make it again anyway oh, personal achievement I'm job, so Michelle. excited because I'm on the chat 10 group yeah which is partly run by Annabelle Crabb and everyone's like all these like hashtag smug bunts which is a thing that came out of the podcast it's an in joke but everyone's like oh my god I cooked this amazing thing and I'm just like I feel like the most useless human being (laughs) because I usually cook something from like I just get a packet mix yeah and even that is a bit dodge so I'm just really proud of myself anyway back to your Christmas traditions sorry yes no I want to make gingerbread decorate gingerbread we usually do like gingerbread men Christmas trees candy canes, things like that, gingerbread mm-hmm. cookies, um, biscuits, whatever. Um, we also always watch the carols on TV. Oh, nice, like yeah. the Australian carols. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, Well, yes, because we have two, like, main ones that are on in, like, Melbourne and Sydney and they air on TV here. On rival channels. On rival channels <laughs> and they're on different days. So one Because of them- they want to. 
exactly. Yeah, it's fun. So one of them, which I have never watched in my life, is like Carol's in the Domain or something. Oh, you're and a Sydney Maya music yes. kind of girl. So the Carol's in the Domain, I think, is on like I don't even remember. I think what it's Channel, channel Seven I because I saw Channel Nine at the cafe we went to this morning promoting the Sydney Maya Music Bowl. So okay. um, yeah. so Carol's in the Domain. I think in is in Melbourne. Melbourne. So and that's on like Wednesday or something this which week, which is featured in Kath and Kim. Dope. Oh yes, it is. That's da Vinci Code yeah. thing where she so dances good. with Michael Booth. I need to watch that anyway. Um, <laughs> but but yes, because the other one, Carols by Candlelight, Sydney Maya Music Bowl, is actually on on Christmas Eve. Yeah, so that makes more sense. They kind of, you know, you they guys, win You there. guys went to the local Christmas carols too. Yes, that we did. Nice. I, I just, I love Christmas carols. Oh, my God. Gee, never would have guessed that. I, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so, so, I think I've shouted out um, Jasmine before, like, a million times on this show, obviously, but I think I've mentioned her love of Christmas. Anyway, we were chatting um, last night and she sent me a link to one of those BuzzFeed quizzes and it's like, you checked 29 out of 38 on the list. You're truly obsessed with Christmas. <gasps> I need to do this quiz, like, right now. I'm going to Google <laughs> It. How but yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, yep, no surprises there, Jasmine. So yeah, um, that was that was really nice. So um, all the Christmas festivities aside, and I hope everyone got like lots of books. If you got books for Christmas, let us know. We want to yes. know what you got. We'll tell you what or, books we got for Christmas because I'm hoping to get some. Or so. what books you gave people because I love that too. Like I've picked out books for people already and like I'm really excited for them to get their books. So we want to know what books you give and what books you get. Um, but for now, let's kind of look to the future. Well, actually, no, let's look to the past first and get on to our topic today. Caitlin's not paying any attention because she's doing the Christmas quiz. <laughs> Bear with us a second. <laughs> the only reason you don't have a collection of Christmas sweaters is it's because I live in Australia. Australia. Yeah. Christmas movie sing-along screenings. Yeah, I totally would. Speaking of sing-along screenings, before we move on to our actual discussion of the day, have you seen the trailer for Mamma Mia 2? I haven't actually watched all of it. It looks so Doesn't freaking it go, like, back in good. Time? Is Meryl Streep dead? Is that is she like not in the movie? I so her character feel is dead? like Meryl Streep may be either dead, but I think she will be like I think there's new footage of her in it. So I feel like, but it is basically yes, it is Donna's story of like with the three guys and her, awesome. it's going to be Who so are playing good. With three guys when they're um, younger. I'm not sure, but Lily James is playing Donna. Lily James, she was Cinderella and let me look what she was in Downton Abbey, which is where I know her from. She was in Baby Driver, which I haven't seen, but I know for a lot of people it's like huge. Mm. Um, Yeah, I know her best from Downton Abbey. I really liked her character on there, but she is doing it and I'm so excited. Um, I'm really excited to see what songs they pick (laughs) this time. Like they better pick new songs. Yeah. How about I just turn this podcast into a one-woman show because you are not paying any attention? <laughs> no, there are plenty of good ABBA songs left. Oh, my gosh, there use. are so many, so, so many. I went through an obsessive ABBA phase. I love And I ABBA. know everything. Oh like, I, there are so many songs that, that you can do. I got 30. 30 out of 38. 30. Oh, my god. I may have slightly exaggerated a few, but I love You Christmas. just wanted to show you're obsessed with Christmas. Okay. Okay. Right. Sorry. So. I'm ready to get started on our 2017 wrap-up now. Sorry if that Mamma Mia discussion was a little bit weird. Caitlin was only half listening. 
<laughs> we are excited for Mamma Mia. Okay, so we're looking back over the year that was. This year actually was a really huge year. I mean, we started this podcast. Exactly. Good choice. I this time it. last year, my blog wasn't even a thought. This oh, time- okay. It probably was because I started it in the first week of January. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. True. yeah. But this time yeah. last year, I was crying over a stupid boy. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, big year. It was huge year because then I swiped right on Tinder and now I lived with someone. Okay, Caitlin's giving me a look because actually it was Caitlin who swiped right. I approved, but she physically swiped yeah. on Jack um you're welcome yeah thank you for that um and now like we're in love and we have a puppy and we live together so so, happy okay it's his it's his dog but I'm just I'm doggy stepmom so yeah that's Percy who you can hear in the background of some of our episodes he's actually not barking today don't say anything he probably I probably just yeah it's okay he's probably having fun in the little kitty waiting pool that we just bought him it's so cute so cute okay okay anyway so so it's been a huge year because we started this podcast um I went overseas by myself which I thought I would not have the guts to do exactly we both moved yeah we both moved out of home Mm. which was big for both of us and yeah we've done this podcast I started my master's Mm. you got your first grad job yeah this, is, this has been such a good year for us. Yeah. And While the world that, has just been crumbling, but, you know, no, whatever. We, we've had a good year. We've whatever. had a great year. So in this great year, yes. let's start off. I sort of categorized some of my favorite books into, like, genre. Oh, that was smart. Okay. So I'm going to You ask, start I'll and start. I'll, like. You can do that yeah. while I do this. So firstly, top contemporaries for me for 2017. Which we all know is our favorite genre. I love contemporaries. So Aussie YA is a completely different category. This is okay. just contemporary. Oh, okay. So um, first I want to mention The Start of Me and You by Emery Lord, which mm-hmm. I just recently finished, published a review of my blog last week. <laughs> um, it was such a sweet book. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it because it was one of those kind of hyped books. And I was like, yeah. you know, I've seen she- Emery Lord has beautiful, beautiful covers and they're photographed a lot on Bookstagram. And I was like, does anyone actually like this book? Like, or if they everyone did would I like it because usually that I don't um but I did it was really really sweet and it was kind of appropriate to read towards the end of the year because the main character Paige makes this list of goals to achieve for the year and you know in on odd and unexpected ways she does which is nice oh yeah that sounds good yeah. I don't I don't think I have any on my list that are not Australian YA okay well I'll just keep going that are contemporary so well, we can get to more of yours in the Aussie YA section. Yes. Okay. So two others oh, I wanted actually, to mention. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I just realized one of the first books that I read this year that was a favorite is contemporary, but it's adult. Okay. And that is The Bricks That Built the Houses by Kate Tempest. Mm-hmm. Really gorgeous book. Very, very atmospheric of like London, very gritty. Oh, cool. It's very, very good. Um, and so I immediately went out and bought more of her poetry, but I'm really excited to see what her, because she's known as a, a poet, um, really excited to see more of her fiction, like long form stuff. Yeah. And actually finally read her poetry, which of course Absolutely. I bought but haven't read. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Um, so another one I wanted to mention was 36 Questions That Changed My Mind About You by Vicki Grant. I was also quite surprised by this book because I was have been intrigued by this 36 questions study that you you know you sort of hear about Mm. it's like oh will two people fall in love at the end of the 36 questions and the way it was explored in this book was really interesting 
and I was just, I think I requested it, but I was sent it to review and I just wasn't sure if I was going to like it. And they did. See, I really should not have expectations for books. I really struggle with that. This is why I don't read blurbs of books. <laughs> anyway, I usually wait until I forget what it's about. True. I did the same thing with No Filter by Ollie Collins. Oh, I remember you saying that was a really nice was, one to read. It was read. a really nice one to read and it was one of the first books this year where I was like, I really, all three of these really surprised me by the fact that I like didn't want to put it down, which I feel like in every, in I wrote reviews for all three of these and I feel like in every single review I probably said, and that hasn't happened to me for a while because, like, I don't think it does happen to me very often. So these yeah. three books really stuck out, even though they were pretty sweet and both, or well, both, all three were somewhat slightly predictable but yet not, yeah. like, for a contemporary YA novel, two American, one English, I think. Um, you know, sometimes with books like that, if they're too predictable, you know, mm. you get a bit annoyed and you don't enjoy it, but slightly unexpected. Okay, Aussie YA category. What were some of your favourites this year, Michelle? Um, well, one which I read this year that wasn't published this year because a lot of them are ones that were published this year. Mm-hmm. I actually read this for my first, first, second, I can't remember, maybe first master's class mm-hmm. um, and I did my, I did an essay on it and surprisingly, like having read it, multiple times then for the essay and analyzing it I it didn't like I still loved it um which is odd because usually when you start looking into things and you start like really disliking them um so that was everything beautiful by Simone Howe and um I love Simone's girl defective and I made grace by that oh, as yeah. you like well if you listen to last week's episode you will know when we went book shopping um and this was about a girl, Riley Rose, who's a great character, um, who's sent to like this kind of um, religious sort of camp by her parents and she's really rebellious and kind of, uh, I don't know what to say, like you like her as a character but she comes across. decisions? No, she just comes across as very abrasive to everyone. She's not willing to make friends and stuff. She's kind of closed off. So it's about her journey to like, I guess, discovering because she's just very resentful of the fact she has to go to this camp. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really, 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 really cool. Um, And then one which, well, actually pretty much all of these then the rest of my list are ones that we both loved. So My Life is a Hashtag by Gabrielle Williams. So good. Really love that. That was another one I just couldn't put it down. Like I just, and I found that with the guy, the girl, the artist and his ex, which was Gabrielle Williams, 2016 release. I just, I like just delved into it and read it super, super fast. Yeah. Um, I loved that book. My gosh. Remind Me How This Ends by Gabrielle Tozer. Loved it. And we loved having Gabrielle as one of our first guests on this podcast. She was our first guest. Oh, really? Yeah. I forgot which order we ended up putting them in, but yeah, she and she was probably one of the first people I think she we was interviewed. The first person we interviewed as well. It was either her or Danielle Binks, who was editor of the amazing hashtag Lovers Y A anthology, Begin and Begin, which yes, is on my list, which as well. we loved. But also, 
the rest of Australia loved because it was one of the top five books of the year on the ABC's book club. That was so exciting. That's amazing because that show like basically only ever does adult stuff. Yeah. First of all. And they had this big discussion one year, which really annoyed me about why um, the book thief was better than Jasper Jones because Jasper Jones is like for a young adult audience. And I was just like, "Mm -mm." I know it was really not YA. I think the book thief is, YA, but even if it's not, it's that crossover genre, which is the same as Jasper Jones. Yeah, just, anyway, I would call Jasper Jones a bit of a crossover. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, point is, I got really angry because they seem to be like disparaging. Why do they? Why I know, do they need to be? But they seem to like the one that I saw, which admittedly was probably about three years ago, mm-hmm. seemed to be kind of like looking down on young adult fiction. So I'm just oh, so pleased. That. Yes. I know. <laughs> and the other one, which was in the top five, which I was super pleased to see, was Rosie Waterland's Every Lie I've Ever Told, which oh, I haven't actually read yet, but I did see Rosie's live show and I loved the anti-cool girl. So I'm really happy for Rosie as well. That's an amazing achievement for her too. Um, and then another one, which we also both loved, was Because of You by Pip Harry. Yes. Um, that was really, really beautiful and really moving. And Pip was an amazing guest. We loved having her on and hearing like the real life inspiration behind the book. A really amazing story behind that book. Yeah. Um, actually I. Same for Gabrielle. Well, yeah, that's true. But with, um, because of you and the inspiration. So in that book, um, uh, a student from a like a privileged school does yeah. some work experience at a homeless shelter and they run a creative writing class. A few weeks ago on Hack um, on Triple J, I heard a story with people who were running a similar sort of thing, but it was music therapy oh, at a homeless cool. shelter in Melbourne. And um, it was it was such a lovely story. So like Honestly, like music, arts, creative things seriously helps a lot of people. It's so important. So, yeah, it was really nice to talk to her about that. And then the other one, which is a recent ad and which I've just lent you, is Untidy Towns by Kate O'Donnell. I really enjoyed that. Um, it's really, really lovely to see books like Untidy Towns, like um, Remind Me How This Ends and Girl In Between, which we spoke to Anna Daniels earlier this year, about um, like looking at regional representation. Yeah. And it's really nice to see so many more books now focusing on regional and rural Australia. Um, Untidy Towns was beautiful. So yeah. I hope you enjoy it. Hayley. I hope I enjoy it as well. I'm sure I will. Did you have any on there that like I didn't mention? No, no. Your <laughs> list was basically the same as mine. Yeah. But um, those what was it, like three or four books, excluding yeah. Untidy Towns, which I haven't four read books, yet, yeah. yeah, were just amazing. And I feel so lucky that we got to talk to Pip, Gabrielle and um, Danielle yes. this year. We have so many talented authors in this country. I it's know. Amazing. Okay, um, nonfiction. Okay. Do you have this nonfiction list? I've, I've read more and more nonfiction. I love reading them. Actually, can I include oh. a late favourite that, I may not have actually finished it by the time this airs, which is why it wasn't written on my list, but it will definitely be a favourite when I finish it, which could even be the start of 2018, but I think I should mention it here, which is Every Woman by Jess Phillips. So Jess is a British MP. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started reading this after listening to Jess on Control-Alt-Delete and um, I love it. It's amazing. It is just a furious well, not furious, but, like, just an amazing war cry, like, just, yeah, fierce war cry for feminism, for 
intersectional feminism and for standing up for other people and it's it's amazing so late like oh you're gonna love it you have to read it it's so good (laughs) well my two favorites that I wrote down for nonfiction were actually just memoirs from women that I just love but I guess technically no they're amazing yeah they're amazing but um I wrote down my two favorites this year would have to be talking as fast as I can by Lauren Graham and scrappy little nobody by Anna Kendrick And both of them had really interesting stories about sort of their earlier years in their career. Um, Lauren was actually really interesting because she had like these stories from like the earlier years in her career and um, always being cast as, you know, like the girlfriend or like, you know, someone's girlfriend for like two episodes on a TV show, like she was on Seinfeld and, you know, things like that. And then when she was offered Gilmore Girls, she was like, oh, am I too young to be typecast as a mum? Like... (laughs) She was like, I've always been like the quirky girlfriend and it's like now I'm going to be like the weird mum or something like that. And she was really worried about it. And thank God she took Gilmore Girls. And, yeah. And then the story sort of took you through Gilmore Girls and then through Parenthood and then Gilmore Girls again um, with the <laughs> you revival. You need to watch Parenthood. You're I really need to watch Parenthood. It's so good. I really want to. Yeah. Um, and then Anna's story was also really interesting because – she had all these things about, you know, doing theatre as a kid and, like, she was on Broadway and everything and did Up in the Air with George Clooney and, like, was nominated Ooh. for an Oscar and then was the annoying friend in Twilight and was like, without Twilight, me and my Oscar nomination would have been sleeping in my car. Like, yeah. she was, you know. You can have those amazing, like, You can have those amazing roles, roles, but, like, it was, like, yeah. an indie movie so she wasn't paid very much and then, yeah. you know, people have always sort of been like, huh. Like when Pitch Perfect and stuff like that started to come out and people were like, oh, Anne Kendrick's cool. And it's like, oh, yeah, wasn't she in Twilight? And it's like, no, she's done lots of different things, which I just thought was really interesting because I honestly, I think her name was Jessica in Twilight. Like she was always my favourite. Like you watch watch the Twilight movies and like. I really hope I I never have to see them again, but okay. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know. I mean, everyone has opinions. If you like Twilight, that's cool. Everyone has opinions on Twilight. I loved reading them when I was about 13. I'll never yeah, read them again. Like, like, it's fine. At that time in my life, loved it. Couldn't go back. Exactly. But, you know, you watch them. I actually rewatched all the Twilight movies oh earlier this year just because I was curious about, like, how, how you feel. Yeah. And watching them back, I was like, Taylor Lautner was the best actor out of the main three of them, which really surprised me. But he was by far the best, which is a weird thing to say because I really like Kristen Stewart. I just hate Bella Swan. I'm getting too into Twilight. The point was is that I like Anna Kendrick. It's all good. Um, but, yeah, you know, and now thank God for Pitch Perfect and things like that because she's been able to do other musical roles, which is what Actually, she was yeah. started with. So she's done, you know, Into the Woods and three Pitch Perfect movies now. Can't wait to see the third I know, one. we're going to go see it together, yes. surely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she also did, like, the last five years and, you know, other – I'm sure there will be way more. And this is also kind of what really bugged me. I read an article in The Australian yesterday about how we have La La Land to thank for bringing movie musicals back to the forefront. And I was oh. like, oh, no, 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 no. Plus, I have so many problems with that movie. Anyway, like, can we not? Anyway. That's another discussion. Yeah. We should do a musicals episode. We should do a musicals yes. episode. Okay. Stay tuned for that. 
What was your other favourite nonfiction this year? Actually, both memoirs as well. So you, I just literally mentioned Control Alt Delete as yeah. in the podcast. Oh, and you read Emma Cannon's book. I love the podcast. Started listening to that and enjoying that before the release of the book because that was the point of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But this year I also read her memoir. I think you would love it. Um, it was really, really good. I really liked it. And then another one which I just won't shut up about. And again, you would love it and you need to go watch her Netflix specials <laughs> right now. And that is Eliza Schlesinger, Girl Logic, another super like feminist manifesto that just, just badass. <laughs> like not even fem- not even necessarily like it's not feminism, but it's like just about it's just about yourself. being a confident woman and mm. like just kicking ass in the real world. Yeah. Whereas every woman is is a lot more about you know, equality and um, closing those gaps for a lot of people. So with disability and um, actually something interesting, the bit that I was just reading in Every Woman is about how the Labor Party in Britain thinks it's done its job because it's closed the class gap, but that most of the British MPs and there's never been like a leader that isn't a man. Mm. So you know, it, it's really interesting, I think, especially in an English setting to, to look at those class differences yeah. as well as um, when it comes to, like, male versus female equality and stuff. I think, yeah, this book is this book is really good. Um, and I just I, I'm talking about it so much because I'm still reading it and I'm just, like, having yeah. my mind blown by it. But if you can't get your hands on the book, go back and listen to Control-Alt-Delete with Jess Phillips because it took me ages to find the book here in Australia and I just found it at our library the other day. But before then I just had listened to the episode and rambling a bit. <laughs> That's okay. I just had two more books that I wanted to mention before oh, we move on. that's all my books. So. so two more books I wanted to mention. I categorised this as more adult, question mark, <laughs> um, and that is The Circle by Dave Eggers and yeah. Genuine Fraud by E. Lockhart. That's definitely why. Is it? I think They're so. They're all adults in the book. You haven't read it. I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't know. but I feel like I feel E. Like Lockhart is like, only ever done, is it new adult though? Like, it's probably new adult. Yeah, because it's that was the still question younger mark. than like adult. Because that was the question mark because even in The Circle, it's like May's grad job, like she's our age. So I'm like, eh, it's a bit in between. I feel like The Circle is marketed more, more as adult. adult, whereas E. Lockhart's other books are all YA, so hers is marketed probably, to yeah. a younger audience because exactly. she would already have a fan base. Because it's all in between. Okay. But, yes, let's quickly, both were amazing. Let's quickly and run I, through. I'm not finished talking. <laughs> both were amazing. I read The Circle because I wanted to see the movie, and guess what? It didn't get released in Rockhampton. <sighs> But it is out on DVD now and I put it at the top of my Christmas list. So hopefully my mum gets it for me and I'll finally be able to watch the movie and review the movie and compare it to the book. I'm interested to know what the comparison is. Yes, I'm interested too because we already mentioned Tom Hanks because we love him. But, yeah, Tom Hanks and Emma Watson Mm. and that guy from Star Wars in the circle. So good. Um, I love that you don't love Star Wars. I don't know what his name is. Anyway. um, (laughs) Apologies to the Star Wars friends. We don't care. I just just don't know what his name is. Anywho. um, And then Genuine Fraud has... Like, is being made into a movie. Probably won't come out for, like, two or three years. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it got... The rights were sold. So it's going to be so good. I can't wait to see that as a movie. You know what I'm looking forward to as a movie next year is... um, Mamma Mia. (laughs) Yeah. Apart from Um, Hannah Kent's 
burial right oh, is that being made into a movie yes with jennifer lawrence really brand new information oh shoot i have to read it before then yeah me too we should both read it and then go see the movie and yeah. then talk about it on this podcast yes stay okay. tuned yeah <laughs> except tuned. lol jokes probably won't be released in rockhampton yeah <laughs> um so let's super quickly run through top movies of the year okay top movies of the year bad mums to christmas yes Loved it. So funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, Wonder. Yes. Which, have you seen Wonder yet? No. No. I think you will like it. But, um, yeah, just a very sweet movie. And it did live up to the book, I think, in my opinion. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. A million times, yes. 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 yes, yes and yes. also that was my second date with Jack. So it's like we both love it. That's I came cute. home the other night. He was cooking dinner and listening to the soundtrack. That's just adorable. It's so cute. Um, one of my other favorite movies that I wrote down for the year um, was Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just really good. And I have to, ad- okay, I have to admit, I do enjoy the superhero movies, Marvel, especially because they're actually funny. I don't think DC is very funny. DC movies, anyway, I'll get to the rest of it in a second. But when they introduced Tom Holland, sweet, sweet English Tom Holland. Have you seen that thing where he's like, um, all of his fans apparently were making fun of him because in an interview he said croissant and he's like, you can't say croissant. And he's like, it's a croissant. And they're like, <laughs> and I remember talking about this with my, with my brother because he's British and it's yeah. like, well, duh, he's saying it prop. I mean, he sounds a bit funny, but it's not croissant. It's croissant. Like, you know, he's trying to say it properly because he's British and France is like right there. Yeah. And pretty much everyone can speak. Exactly. So Americans are making French. Americans are making fun of him for saying croissant. Quaxon. <laughs> it was like a meme and he's like, Quaxon. But yes, sweet, sweet Tom Holland. Oh, adorable. I'm pretty sure he's like the exact same age as me. If only he would just meet me and fall in love with me, then I would be set. My other favourite movies for 2017 will be when I see them, because they're not out yet, The Greatest Showman and Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> That's um, all I'm going to say. I know I'll love them. Okay. So some um, I already talked about this on the podcast earlier in the year, I think. The Young Offenders was some movie that I found randomly on Netflix but really, really loved. Really funny, great Irish movie. I just I loved it. It was so funny. British sense of humour is yeah, amazing. Hilarious. Um, and then the other two, which were a bit more serious, um, Allied with Brad Pitt and Marianne Coulter. Oh, I did want to see that, but it's I never really good. I haven't seen it yet. I've got the DVD if I can find it in where we moved. Um, <laughs> that one was really beautifully filmed. Really loved that one. Um, Jack and I were both like on the edge of our seat, like, what is going on? It's so good. Yeah. Um, and one which I watched on the plane, which I don't think I've mentioned yet, is called Their Finest. And it's about this girl who. Um, <laughs> Caitlin's just showing me a BuzzFeed quiz. Sorry, it's all good. Ruining my train of thought. Um, Sorry, I'm getting distracted. um, So Their Finest, which is about a young woman who um, wants to be a screenwriter and she gets this job writing propaganda films in the Second World War. Um, She has to write the women's bits because... because she's a woman. She's a woman and that's all she can do. Um, But then they go about making a feature film about... Dunkirk um and she gets to write more and there's a bit of romance and blah, blah, blah. and Bill Nye is in it so it's great I love Bill Nye. but the um the girl who was the main character I can't even remember her name now but she was Welsh it was so cute um and 
I haven't looked her up, but it was a really, really good movie. I loved watching that on the plane over to Dubai. Um, And then, yeah, the only other one, which I keep telling you to listen to, and obviously she wrote one of my favourite books of the year, so this has got to be on my favourite things I watched this year, Eliza Schlesinger, Confirmed Kills. It's her latest Netflix special. Ow, that was my elbow. I just bumped (laughs) on the table, hit my funny mode. That's right. While you're um, in pain. Yes. Yeah, so I really Eliza. want to watch more. Eliza. Like, I want to watch more stand-up better comedy. better start with Eliza. <laughs> I, 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 okay. I will. I promise I will watch it at some point start in the Start with future. Confirmed Kills and then move on to Freezing Hot. Okay. Because I want to watch more because it's so bloody funny. Like this year I've – not even this year. In the past months probably, two yeah. months maybe, I've watched Sarah Silverman's – um chelsea peretti early this year i watched ali wong has is so <laughs> funny i want to watch more i want to get into it a bit more um okay tv tv so i picked three tv shows to mention yes two i haven't even watched since the start of the year because i watched <laughs> them all the way through but i watched the first two seasons of the flash <laughs> um with my brother um at the start of the year because he got them for christmas so i have not seen the third season um, it is now out on DVD and I've been like, hey, mum, get Harry the Flash for Christmas. <laughs> so you can watch it. Well, yeah, because I don't know if I want to own them, but I want to watch them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also Arrow um, because I have now gotten fully into the DC <laughs> TV universe. I refuse to watch the movies. But, yes, I watched all four seasons of Arrow on Netflix. The fifth season is on Netflix and I watched the first episode and then the like the – previously sort of bit on the second episode had Barry Allen in it from The Flash and I was like it's what unfortunately these are some of those shows where like I could watch it but it might ruin something in The Flash so I have to watch them like side by side because there's crossover episodes that sounds like way too much work for me yeah because you know what else DC TV does on the CW what I have to watch Supergirl as well because oh. there's like, but I do I have wanted to watch Supergirl because Melissa Benoist is in Supergirl she is Supergirl and she was on Glee and I love her and there's a musical episode that's a crossover between Supergirl and The Flash because Grant Gustin is in The Flash and he was on Glee and the musical Meister who is the villain of this crossover episode is Darren Chris perfect I love, I love Darren <laughs> anyway. So the other, only other TV show I want to mention that I've loved this year and I've told you that you should watch because of Kristen Bell. Oh, The Good, the good place. place. Yeah, so I probably will be watching that soon. It's so um, clever. I'll You're be watching it, it after I watch season two of The Crown because I became obsessed with The Crown a few months ago while I was overseas. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It was so good. Claire Foy is amazing as Elizabeth. Um, yeah. Amazing. I love it. I get mm. the hype. It's so good. Can't wait to watch season two. Also, Santa Clarita Diet was one I <gasps> yes! really enjoyed this year. I loved that show. Just as something really fun and enjoyable to watch. So that's also a really clever one. And Drew Barrymore is so good in that. And then another two ones that I literally just finished mentioning one of these on, I think, last week's yeah. episode, Fresh Meat. Oh, yes. Really funny. And then Cuckoo as well, which has – the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine on it with the hair, with the <laughs> curly hair. With the hair. Um, do you mean Andy Sandberg? Yes. Okay. And then Taylor Warner's in it. Oh, I like Taylor In the season Warner. after. Yeah. It's really funny. That is, is really good. Okay. So let's quickly do 
what you're looking forward to next year. Okay. I guess technically from now, looking forward to next year is also The Greatest Showman and Pitch Perfect 3, but let's skip over those. Books, I'm looking books yes, for next year. Books. Um, technically it came out this year, but I, I'm hoping to get it for Christmas. That would be Unqualified by Anna Faris. Yes. It's her memoir slash her totally unqualified love advice and things like that, which I just think will be hilarious and I, I just love her. I really, really want to read it. And um, the foreword is by Chris Pratt, which I think is really cute. Um, for books, obviously we are both very, very excited for Neverland by Margot yes. McGovern. We loved having her on the podcast too. We love all our guests. We love Let's be honest. we love everybody, but but Margot's Margot, episode was particularly. I feel like that was a really fun. good one. I loved that episode. Like I loved doing the interview. It was really really great. Um, so excited for that book, and also White Knight by Ellie Marnie. Yes, who we had on the podcast as well. Um, really excited for anything Ellie Marnie writes. <laughs> love like good crime YA and Ellie is like the best at that. Um, also really looking forward to Goodbye Perfect by Sarah Barnard. I read A Quiet Kind of Thunder. Oh, actually it may have been. I think it was this year. No, I feel like I actually may. I either read, I think I read it over New Year's. Like it was oh, either, okay. it was either um, right at the end of 2016 or right at the start of 2017. Fair enough. Um, that was really, really beautiful and um, I'm looking forward to reading more of her stuff. Also, The Curses by Laurie Eve, which is the sequel to The Graces, um, which was like a very different but um, what's that word? Atmospheric book mm-hmm. um, that the I curses. read earlier this year. That's a good title. Yeah, and I'm the not curses. usually into like like sequels or anything, but I'm, I'm yeah. keen to see where this one goes. Also, the other sequel that I'm – really really looking forward to which will actually necessitate me reading the first book again is vengeful by v.e schwab which is the long anticipated sequel to vicious which i read in like 2013 i want to say wow yeah, yeah. you probably need to reread yeah then. so i definitely need to reread but vicious is one of my favorite books of all time so i'm very very much looking forward to vengeful um yeah that's, that's like my books that I'm looking forward to. Well, I had two more apart from um, Anna Faris's book yeah. um, and Neverland, obviously, yeah. is another one that I'm really looking forward to. Um, there are probably so many more. Oh. We were talking about this. Yeah, we there are so many we've co- couldn't think of any that were coming out. We were like, oh, we've both slacked off a bit on keeping up with new books, but um, it's because we're focusing on what's already on our TBR, so we should be admired for that, in my <laughs> opinion. But um, the other two I wanted to mention was actually Obsidio by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. I oh, have I not. Know. That's one lots of people are it's really very, very for. highly anticipated because it is the third in the trilogy of the Illuminae Files. I have not read Gemini this year because I was pretty much just intimidated um, because everyone does say that it's better than Illuminae. And I wasn't quite sure about Illuminae whether or not I wanted to continue the series. But well, also. We're contemporary readers. Yeah, I'm curious enough. I don't think I'm curious enough to buy it. I might borrow it from the library. But um, Mm. I want to finish the series because it is unlike lots of other books I've read before, but I did enjoy Illuminae because the format of reading it was just so interesting and I find that aspect of the book really interesting. So I'm going to say that I'm looking forward to Obsidio, but I have to read Gemina first. The other ones I wanted to mention 
but actually on one of my like reading goals for 2017 was to read more series and read the lunar chronicles um which is like the fairy tale retellings futuristic sort of things with um i know cinder is the first one there's also like winter crest something like that but um i want to I, have, I do want to read that series. I think I'm just intimidated because I haven't read a new series since, like, the Divergent series, which I read yeah. in, like, 2014. So, And a series that already has all the books out as well. Exactly. I'm pretty sure The Lunar Chronicles is finished, so I yeah. can just read them all on a row, mm. probably. I, um, yeah, I can't remember the last time I did that. Probably Harry Potter. Even yeah. that wasn't out when I was yeah. reading it, though. So, But I would like to read more series because I know I like them. I just get... I get worried because, I don't know, people always try and recommend me series because I love Harry Potter and Hunger Games and Divergent even, and it's just like I don't like – I'm not a huge series reader. Someone started mowing their lawn, so. it's all right. We're, we're almost done. We're <laughs> almost done. Um, the one other thing that I really want to mention that I'm super, super excited – actually, no, scratch that. Two things. First of all, I haven't done my research and found out the name of it, but Jack Vanek, who is one third of the Lady Gang, is starting a true crime podcast next year. So sign me up for that. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember it, so I can't look it off. Because of of Jack, it might be my first crime podcast. (laughs) You should go listen to my favorite murder. Because I love you, Jack, but also my favorite murder is the best. I find my favorite murder very intimidating, but but you liked the girls on yeah Anna Faris is unqualified yeah I know Anna Faris did not make them funny they are already like no that's not what I said I don't know it made I don't know that was really interesting you're right maybe I should they are so funny again I just find it intimidating yeah anyway um also congratulations to my favorite murder and the lady gang for both reaching their hundred episodes this year yeah which is really exciting um okay so the other thing that I really really want to mention Mm -hmm. is that next year um some other bloggers are starting a really really cool new podcast and I want to give them a shout out right before you do this I just checked Jack Vanek's crime podcast is called the first degree very excited for that sign me up okay so Shouting out to That YA Podcast, which will be um, made by Sarah Hatch from The YA Room, who we did a little mini episode for um, last, week. last week, and Casey Smurf. Yeah, Smurf. I am sensing that's probably not <laughs> We apologize if that is your name, Casey. Just, you know, you can never tell on social media. Yeah. But she's at Adopt a Book Oz and um, they have written, it's like a narrative podcast. So I'm going to read it out from the Twitter description because, I mean, it's going to be better than anything I can come up with. So season one of That Way podcast is a contemporary novella optimized for the spoken word told through dual narration in alternating chapters. So it's basically Audible meets Wattpad. Cool. And the first season follows the lives of two Melbourne high school students, Megan and Des, entitled Fall For You. This is a story about love, toxic relationships, mental health and university. But at its core are two girls, both struggling 
in their own ways who come together in a whirlwind of romance which shows the idea of love at first sight is inherently flawed. Love doesn't cure all and sometimes people don't get what they deserve. Bittersweet and raw, Megan and Des's story reveals that life isn't what it seems in the books. It's messy and complex and love is the most complicated thing of all. Starting in January, late January, sorry. Oh, I really mucked up that last bit. This starts in late January and I'm so excited. That sounds really, really We're good. having a hashtag Love Oz YA podcast. Yay. Like not just about Love Oz YA. It's Love Oz YA. Like it's That's so awesome. exciting. What a great idea. These girls have spent the last six months, I think they said on social media, writing and getting this podcast ready and they obviously have different seasons it's wow. so exciting. What a That's great so adventure. Cool. I know. And I just the idea of a narrative podcast because I've not really the only narrative podcasts I've listened to before have been things like Serial where it's like a true crime journalism mm-hmm. podcast. The only narrative podcast I've listened to is 36 Questions, which is a musical podcast. That's right. You know the other narrative podcast I want to listen to? That crime one with, with Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. Yeah. yeah. Apparently there's also one with David Schwimmer. I don't think it's crime or it might be. I don't know. I've heard that David Schwimmer is in one of these ones. But anyway, we are super excited for you girls. Congratulations. And we can't wait to listen. More Aussie YA podcasts. Welcome to the club. (laughs) We are so excited, guys. Enjoy your new year. Let's have a fabulous 2018. And we have plenty of stuff in store for you that we are sure you're going to enjoy. So join us again in the new year. Thank you for joining us in 2017. Thank you for making our first well, it's not been our first year, but, you know. First six months. The this first, is first year that we launched. Because it'll be the end of the year. We are calling this the end of season one of Better Words. <laughs> Even just, though we're just going to keep going. We're not taking we, a break. It's right. And we started in July. So July as, 31st. Exactly. So <laughs> by the time we get to next July 31st, we'll have to do our one-year anniversary Harry Potter party. Ooh. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> anyway, guys, we have plenty of things planned for you. We love you for listening. Please get in touch because, like we said before, it just makes our days oh. so much better. Yeah. We love you all and, yeah, happy, happy new year. Happy new year. And we, once again, we hope you had a very Merry Christmas so to get in touch with us, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Better Words Pod and go to our website, betterwordspodcast.com, and you can sign up for our weekly newsletter there to get some extra special content. I just tried to wink even though this is audio. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Such thought was there. The thought Also, counts. if you want to follow us individually, I'm at the unfinished book or maybe it's just unfinished underscore book. Ins- I don't even know. Okay, Michelle, your okay. Instagram is unfinished bookshelf. I was trying to be your smooth. Twi- <laughs> no, Michelle's Instagram is at unfinished bookshelf. Her Twitter is at unfinished book, unfinished underscore book. Thank Shit, you, Caitlin. I don't know. One of those. You'll find her easily. It's all good. My Twitter is at just a bookish because my blog name is too long. Um, and my Instagram is at just a bookish babe. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye.